This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Semper Fi Patriots, this is the Gunny, and I apologize for not having podcasts over the last couple of days and or week. I spent some time with my family and friends and just wanted to take a break. So please stay with the Patriot Cause. Today, got a big show, and we're going to talk about why the Democrats hate America. Yes, they actually uh, hate this country, and it's sad because there was a time frame not too long ago when Democrats and Republicans were aligned in taking care of our country and doing the things that were necessary for the people instead of themselves. And I'm going to bring to you some knowledge that you may or may not have and understanding why we are in the situation that we are. So the Democrats hate America, and I'm going to show you the record that proves it. How many people are no longer proud to be American, which is sad. It's absolutely sad that people in this country are not proud to be American. But it's the Democrats, it's the leftist movement that is driving this. And we must understand that. And to get these people into understanding that if you lose this country to communism or socialism, there is no America. It's gone. The freedoms that these people have will be eliminated. And they don't realize that. Last but not least, got a bonehead award. Got to listen to this. Stay tuned. This is The Gunny. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. So speaking of Ronald Reagan, in 1984, during the GOP convention, they invited many Democrats to this convention, specifically a Georgetown professor named Jean Kirkpatrick. She is a Democrat, and remaining a Democrat became Ronald Reagan's ambassador to the United Nations. Yes, we're talking about a Democrat that was an ambassador to the United Nations, even though we had a conservative president. Reagan brought Kirkpatrick, as he did with many Democrat hawks, as they're called, who are displayed with the Dovis position of mainstream Democrats. 
So he brought people into his administration that may or may not completely agreed with his administration, but it was the cause of America. That's why he did it. So the article I'm going to present to you is from an individual that talks about this 1984 GOP convention. And he says this, I want to begin tonight by quoting the speech of the president whom I greatly admire, Harry Truman, who once said to Congress, the United States has become great because we as a people have been able to work together for great objectives even while deferring different ideas. And he continues, the element of our strength are many. They include our democratic government, our economic system, our great natural resources. But the basic source of our strength is spiritual. We believe in the dignity of man. That's why Democrat presidents and presidential candidates used to talk about America. That's how they used to talk to Americans, how great this country was. Kirkpatrick knew how dangerous this perspective was, and that's why she came into this GOP convention. Quoting from French writer Jean Francis, Kirkpatrick warned clearly a civilization that feels guilty for everything it does and does will lack the energy and conviction to defend itself. And that's where we're at. If you have a country and people that's running it that don't believe in it, then it will convict itself. And that's what is going on today. So I'm going to play this clip of her at the GOP convention in 1984 and let you absorb this information and make the determination of where she's coming from. Thank you very much for that warm welcome. Thank you for inviting me. This is the first Republican convention I have ever attended. I am grateful that you should invite me, a lifelong Democrat. On the other hand, I realize that you are inviting many lifelong Democrats to join this common cause. I want to begin tonight by quoting the speech of a president whom I very greatly admire, Harry Truman, who once said to the Congress, the United States has become great because we as a people have been able to work together for great objectives, even while differing about details. He continued, the elements of our strength are many. They include our democratic government, our economic system, our great natural resources, 
but the basic source of our strength is spiritual. We believe in the dignity of man. That's the way Democratic presidents and presidential candidates used to talk about America. These were the men who developed NATO, who developed the Marshall Plan, who devised the Alliance for Progress. They were not afraid to be resolute, nor ashamed to speak of America as a great nation. They didn't doubt that we must be strong enough to protect ourselves and to help others. They didn't imagine that America should depend for its very survival on the promises of its adversaries. They happily assumed the responsibilities of freedom. The main point that she's talking about is the responsibility of freedom. And that is lost in our government. It's not about freedom of the people. It's about the power of the Washington, D.C. swamp. And that's what we're facing. We're facing a country where there's a massive division between the truth and people that are blind. They're blind because of the tyranny of the government upon them. They think the government solves all their problems. But that's not true. The truth is freedom solves all your problems. The ability to progress and become the person that God intended you to be. If the government gets in between a human being's ability to progress in this world, then it's evil. It's pure evil. And this is what this government is doing today. So I'm going to talk to you about an article from Freedom Wire, specifically talking about its official Democrats hate America. And it was posted on May 7th of 2020. So last year, this was posted almost a year ago by Sean Robertson. And this is what he says. Imagine not being proud of your country that you live in. Imagine harboring resentment for the country that has been a beacon of hope and democracy for the entire world. Imagine hating your country so much that you rejoice over America's economy coming to a grinding halt. We've been saying it for years. Democrats can't stand our country. They want to change it into some European Bostonian liberalism that they believe will usher in utopia. They believe that man can make paradise on earth. There are far more problems with this way of thinking. But when you're dealing with liberals and leftists of this mindset, 
there hasn't been a conservative past or present that can talk sense into them. And that's the truth. They have released their liberties to this government. And they don't think like liberty-minded people do. They think they're right and they claim that their ideologies have no flaws whatsoever. This is highlighted by the way they only seem to love America when they're in control of the entire government. So they're taking the government and replacing it with God and liberty. That's how simple this is. When they're not in control, it suddenly becomes a racist, bigoted country of which no self-respecting liberal could be proud. They want to constantly change us, liberty-minded people, into their utopia. And they're saying that if we can change this country into the mindsets that we have, everything will be peachy. Well, I'm here to tell you it's the exact opposite. But you can tell that they hate America far more than they ever loved it. Because a huge, humongous chunk of these individuals have either been brainwashed or they have been emplaced in this country by the communists to infiltrate our society and change this country. So let's talk about the record low. 47% extremely proud to be Americans. This is July 2nd of 2018. A Gallup poll marks a low point in the U.S. patriotism. For the first time in the Gallup's 18-year history, asking U.S. adults how proud they are to be Americans, fewer than the majority say they are extremely proud. Currently, 47% describe themselves this way, down from 51% in 2017 and well below the peak of 70% in the year 2003. So you have an extreme amount of people in this country that hate America, the country that has provided them shelter and food and jobs like no other country on the planet has done. But yet they continue to think that the utopia of the communist regime is going to make their lives better. Ask millions, if not billions, of Chinese how they feel about their happiness, how they feel about going to work 12-hour days and getting paid pennies 
on the dollar for every hour that they manufacture something. That's all they know. They don't know freedom. They don't know the ability to progress in life because they don't have it anymore. Last but not least, the Bonehead Award. Got to listen to this. It's a good one. And what I find interesting is talking about lying. And it's true. It doesn't matter what politician is in office. They're going to lie. But what's happening now is the media is making up information from a very small percentage of Americans and they're explaining that it is the end-all, be-all of what America thinks. And it's not true. This is what propaganda does. It takes a few radicals and promotes them so they can infuse their narrative of hate in this country. Take and listen to this awesome bonehead. Republicans across the country embracing conspiracy theories from enabling the former president's election fraud lies to red meat lies to the base about red meat. This weekend, Republican governors and a member of the House pushed a lie about the Biden climate plan, pushing the lie that he's proposed eliminating the consumption of meat. He has not proposed eliminating the consumption of red meat. Frankly, for those hoping for the Republican Party to en masse retether itself to reality, this is just one example in the last few days that is very discouraging. In Minnesota, news broke of a county party event featuring a far-right conspiracy theorist who went so far as to claim that the George Floyd killing and subsequent unrest was all planned. In Arizona, the party is all in on a recount run by a peddler of election lies. And nationally, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy continues to attempt to rewrite history about Trump and his own involvement in the January 6th insurrection. As CNN's Ryan Nobles reports for us now, all these bizarre conspiracy theories are making it clear that even with Trump out of Washington, the Trumpist embrace of lies continues. Nearly six months after the presidential election and nationwide pockets of Republicans amping up claims the election was stolen and Donald Trump should be president. In Arizona, a group of GOP leaders attempting a fourth recount of the ballots in Maricopa County, reigniting false claims that Trump won the county by 200,000 votes. There's a lot of Americans here, myself included, that are really bothered at the way our country is being ripped apart right now. And the owner of the firm leading the recount has pushed the false claim that the election was stolen. The big lie, just one example of wild conspiracy theories being pushed by the far right. In Minnesota, a county Republican committee hosting conspiracy theorist Trevor Loudon, who claims the coronavirus was created to undermine Trump's re-election, that Democrats are working covertly with Islamic terrorists, and that the murder of George Floyd was planned. This was planned since 2016, folks. This was all organized by the, a group headquartered in Minnesota 
called the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. Say goodbye to your burgers. But these false and often wacky claims are not just being spun in the dark corners of the Internet. No burgers on July 4th. No steaks on the Barbie. I'm sure middle America is just going to love that. Republicans like Representatives Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene being echoed on Fox News, claiming the Biden administration wants to stop Americans from eating red meat to reduce carbon emissions. But there is no such policy. And a paper being cited by right-wing personalities from the universities of Michigan and Tulane has nothing to do with the administration. For years, many Republicans would laugh off or ignore President Trump when he would retweet and amplify these yarns. But to this day, some Republican leaders, like House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, still refuse to challenge the falsehoods. On Sunday, McCarthy trying to recast Trump's role in the January 6th Capitol insurrection as that of a hero. What he ended the call was saying, telling me he'll put something out to make sure to stop this. And that's what he did. He put a video out later. Quite a lot later. And it was a pretty weak video. Despite saying this shortly after the riot. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. The bottom line is conservatives in this country are labeled by Hillary Clinton as being deplorables, which means we are stupid and we are dumb and we have no idea what we're talking about. So if we're deplorables and they have all the knowledge of what is right in the world, then why can we not have communication with these people to prove us wrong? We can't. They will not debate and talk about the issues because they instantly tell us you are of a lesser human being. And because you are of a lesser human being, we can't talk to you. We can't make you see it our way. And thus, they will not allow us to have the discussions. And when politicians try to amplify their party sides, it's all lies on both ways. The solution for America is not going to be through the political realm. It's going to be through the grassroots of America standing up and saying, we've had enough of this. We've had enough of these elitists on both sides trying to tell us what we think and what we feel. We have to correct the government and elect the right people that do no that no longer think that we're deplorables and they think that we're Americans. And if 47% say that they're ex extremely proud to be Americans, 
that 47% needs to stand up and save this country. That's how simple it is. Through the education system, through going to a restaurant in your neighborhood and trying to have a decent conversation with these people and tell them America is the greatest country on the face of this planet and nothing can change that unless we give up and don't fight the fight. Thank you so much for listening to podcasts. Share it far and wide. This is The Gunny, out.